Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review morning briefing for Tuesday, the 14th of February. It's Valentine's Day, of course, and love is very much in the air as we're talking all things at Rangers. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined firstly by Johnny McFarlane. How's it going, Johnny? Yes, Derek, good to be back. Um, going fine. So, uh, yeah, I've uh, not really, uh, I've not even opened my Valentine's Day card. I do have one. Ooh. That, will, that will shock people. Um, but uh, we'll see how that goes later on today. Fantastic. What about you, Stevie? Is there a lot of love in the, the Clifford household this morning? No, mate, we've been married for 10 years, so <laughs> like we don't bother with these things anymore. Together, 12 years or so, I, I think she'll probably get a high five later. Like, that's about as much as we'll get. Lucky girl. Um, <laughs> that's relationship goals, that, isn't it? It is absolutely uh, certainly uh, your hashtag winning. Uh, certainly, that is, is that comes to mind. Right, let's talk uh, all things Rangers, folks. Before we do that, um, just a quick word. Uh, firstly, you can see the little ticker below. We've got that amazing offer on just now. A fantastic giveaway week. You can win two tickets to the upcoming League Cup final at Hamden. All you have to do is sign up uh, to the Rangers Review. Just a pound for three months. It's a cracking offer. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe uh, to sign up. It's dead easy to do so to be in for a chance of winning those uh, gold dust tickets to that uh, cup final. And a quick word as well to our podcast sponsor, Seneca Hair Restoration. These are the Number one, guys, to go to if you're looking for perhaps a, a Todd Cantwell uh, on top of your head uh, or uh, reinvigorating uh, the top of your head. Perhaps they're the number one hair restoration corporation in Europe due to its elite hair restoration services and innovation techniques. And as ever, abundant links to their social media channels and the website in the description box. Right, let's talk Rangers, gents. Um before we touch on, on the Scottish Cup draw, you both were at uh, Ibrox uh, on Sunday, wasn't it? The Partick Thistle game. Um, uh, interested to get your take on it. I, I was on the video uh, yesterday uh, and it was interesting hearing some of the comments coming in with regards to the big talking point, something I very much doubt we'll see ever again uh, at Ibrox. Uh, first of all, Johnny, you, you were there at the time. Uh, the Malik Tillman uh, controversy, uh, if, if you like, uh, Rangers allowing Partick Thistle to score a goal uh, unopposed. Um, what was your, your feelings at the time and after hearing what Michael Beale had to say with regards to the reasoning behind it, um, what, what did you make of it all? Well... It was certainly an interesting moment trying to get your head around exactly what had happened and how. Um, I was watching the game and saw what looked like a pretty nasty challenge on Malik Tillman. And then I, I was actually, got, I've got to be honest, I was thinking to myself, the last thing Rangers need here is for Malik Tillman to be missing for this old firm game. So he didn't look too good. Uh, one of the things people kind of have not said too often is he was down for two, three, four minutes. Uh, and I was sort of tapping away at my, my keyboard, uh, doing little bits and bobs for the website as this was going on, because as, as you do when you've got a match report, etc., to write up. The next thing I looked up, and he was nicking the ball off uh, one of the party Thistle players. Um, so I, I didn't see kind of what happened with the throw-in or the bad touch or anything like that until I watched it back. But I was just kind of marvelling at, and, and again, this is something that's not really been said, as is, 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 is quick feet. I mean... <laughs> Uh, it was a moment of incredible skill to go past the keeper like that and to turn back and turn and chop back again before tapping it into the net. So I was a bit perplexed, but obviously people around me kind of explained what had happened. And 
yeah, fundamentally, I know there's a lot of different opinions on this, uh, guys, and I understand where all these opinions are coming from. But I do think that it was the right thing to do. I think Michael Beale um, has covered himself in the club in a lot of glory. If you look at the way people are reacting to this across the UK, it's very, very positive. Uh, Michael Beale and the club itself are getting a lot of kudos and are getting a lot of um, good press. People are rightly questioning, well, would this have happened against Celtic? Personally, I don't think it would have. And Michael Beale again in the presser when he, I thought, gave a terrific explanation of what happened, said as much. He said, you know, this was part of Thistle at Ibrox in the Scottish Cup. And there has to be a cognizance of that. Um, ultimately, it was a big decision for Michael Beale to make. People have been saying that, um, you know, this was a decision that, 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 could have backfired on Michael Beale, and you better believe that that's true. This was a really, really, really brave decision for me. Um, this is a guy, if he'd, if he'd lost this game, single-handedly could have lost a chunk of the Rangers' support. There's no doubt of that, because people are very, very passionate about this, and, and very, very passionately believe, if you go by Twitter, that he got it wrong by doing what he did. So if this had ultimately led to Rangers being knocked out of the cup by Patrick Thistle, this would be the controversy to end all controversies. Um, so it wasn't the easy thing for anyone to do. And uh, you're looking at it now in the cold light of day. You look at that one-minute section of the presser that I put up on the Rangers review after the game where he talks about Malik Tillman not being the kind of player that's ever cheated anyone, about why he didn't know what had happened. It all makes perfect sense. It's 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 completely lucid. It doesn't feel like a patched together story. It just feels like the truth. And, and I think if you watch that, and 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 you still you know feel really really angry about it, you know it's what it is. I I feel like if most people, most rational people, will watch that and say, I still disagree, but I can understand, and 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 that that's that's that, that's where I think people should be at regardless. Personally, I think it was the right thing to do from a sport and integrity point of view. Rangers are 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 more than a club, and we always talk about standards. This is an example of those standards. Sometimes there is a price to pay for standards, and yeah. the price there was that you you lose an equalising goal. And um, so, uh, for me, I, I was you know thinking about it. I was quite proud of the team and quite proud of the manager that they took that hard decision. Yeah. Um, before we get your take on it, Stevie, <clears throat> I'll touch lots of comments coming in. Uh, this one, given it's Valentine's Day, Iron Blue, blue <laughs> doesn't quite rhyme, but it says, uh, Rosie the Red, Violets are blue, Tillman scores, and then we let Partick score unchallenged. Uh, <laughs> what, was your, what was your take of the whole situation and, and, and looking back on it now at the cold light heart today? You'll uh, not be surprised to know, Derek, that I uh, missed it entirely because, like Johnny, <laughs> I was actually noting down at the time, I said this last night, I was noting down at the time the minutes and stuff that had happened because I thought it was a really bad challenge. And I thought, I need to come back to this later on just to double check for my notes and try and see the footage of it because I still think it's quite a naughty little stamp on Tillman. And people have said it's just how he's landed. But if you go back and watch it, he actually deviates where he's putting his foot to make sure it does land on Tillman. So... That was a wee bit naughty, and I was taking notes at the time, so I looked up just as he was clean in. So I was all excited that he was one-on-one. -on -one. Rounds the goalie, 
does his thing and, and scores. And the reaction, my immediate thought with the reaction was they were reacting to how he had finished it when he kind of rolled his foot over. I didn't understand it entirely. I'd missed the whole thing. And Martin um, Ramsey said next to me, kind of explained what had went on. And then obviously what transpired next. And I found that I, I probably was one of the only ones. I was watching Alan McGregor and I find I found it quite amusing because he was not having it in the slightest. So he was shaking his hand and you know, going no, and you could hear him quite clearly. Kind of there was a, a a lull around the stadium when it kind of transpired and what was happening. So we could we could hear him shouting what he was shouting. And um and then obviously it transpired and look. Um, I'm entitled to be completely hypocritical here because we won and we can now sit back and say, look, it was entirely the right thing to do and having listened to both managers, not only um, Michael Beale but Ian McCall as well, I think the whole thing was a misunderstanding, but you better believe that if we had not won on Sunday, the reaction would be a lot different, not only probably from myself but from everybody. So it was a massive risk from Michael Beale. I do think it's the right thing to, to have done. I think the whole thing was a misunderstanding. You can see that Malik Tillman would have missed the whole thing in its entirety. Um, and listen, I think that he would never have done that in normal circumstances either. So it's just one of those things. Just when you go along, you know, thinking that last week was quite quiet, Rangers' point of view, and we had nothing really to, to worry about, and it was nice. So you, you went along Sunday thinking this should be you know, a fairly good afternoon, it should be okay. And Rangers, you know, in classic Rangers style, there's an easy way and then there's a Rangers way and we always seem to to make it interesting on the afternoon. So um, that incident, certainly, um, you know, a, a major talking point, but the overall performance and things for me is, is more of a, a talking point than, those, than yeah. those couple of minutes. If you put them aside and put it down a misunderstanding it was sorted out fairly quickly you know it's, it's it goes straight back to the same status quo rangers need to we need to kind of concentrate on where we are um performance wise and things like that under Beal and stuff so i think there's more to talk about that way than there is the incidents done and dusted what i will say is man management wise for michael Beal, i think it was incredibly good and when you think about those players in the dressing room should in theory be sitting going Here's a guy that will protect us at all costs. He'll put us ahead of the team. He'll put us ahead of the club, everything, to make sure we he protects us. We need to give him the same back. And I would certainly hope that that would not galvanise the dressing room, but I would certainly hope that the dressing room would be 100% behind Michael Beale, probably even more so than they were to begin with because of his actions. So instead of people talking about Malik Tillman, they're now talking about Michael Beale. So I think man management-wise and things like that, it's worked out really, really well for him and for the club. We've not got away with it as such. It was 1-1 at the time anyway. So, um, But I just think Michael Beale-wise has, has come out of it really well and so have the club. But it was definitely one of those situations, like Johnny said, that could have went the other way. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, before we get to some of the comments that are coming in, and we'll touch on that that, that performance. Uh, Ian Campbell says, uh, "Morning, Derek, Stephen, Johnny. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone." Sad it's only new subscribers that are in the draw for the old fun match. That's not the case, Johnny. Is it? Uh, current subscribers? Do they get an email? 
Uh, you need to uh, fill in the entry for me, and uh, and that's you entered uh, into the draw. So it's not just new subscribers. Uh, you can also enter if if you're already a subscriber to the Rangers Review. You should have an email. Um, if not, then uh, let us know, and and we'll get that sorted for you, so you can enter yeah. uh, into check, the draw. Check your junk mail. is what I would say, um, yeah. just in case it's going in there. But yeah. there's definitely been at least two emails with the link to fill in the form already been sent out to current subscribers. Yeah. And there will be more. Yeah. Uh, just just before we talk about the performance, um, lots of comments coming about, about the challenge just prior to, to the incident, Johnny. Uh, Robert Bunny says, major flashpoint in that tackle in Tillman. No mention of it from the media. Aldo says, uh, why did VR not check uh, the stamp? He, he, he calls it. Um, were you surprised there wasn't retrospective action taken on that at all? Personal opinion is that it was a booking, not a red card. Um, I don't think it's a it's a stamp stamp. Mm. Um, uh, listen, maybe I need to watch it again. I've only seen it once, I think. Um, obviously, at the game when I had my head, when I kind of was watching it in real time, which you, you can't really tell from there. Um, that that clearly, and then I've seen it once, but it didn't look like a deliberate stamp to me. Um, it looked more like a mistimed challenge. I don't think. When I saw the video, he was looking down as if he was going to deliberately aim for Tillman's leg. I thought it was more uh, reckless. It was definitely a bad challenge. It was definitely a yellow card. Um, but I don't think it's one that VAR would pull up and, and go back to and say it's a red, um, if that makes sense. So that's my kind of verdict on it. But maybe I need to see it again because there are a lot of people that are telling me it was a red. Yeah, um, lots of comments saying uh, not not agreeing with it. Uh, what, what was your your view on on, on the challenge, Stevie? And you, you're a, uh, a qualified referee. Would you be brandishing a, a red card for that one? Well, Derek, look, let's use that term "qualified referee" very loosely. <laughs> if you'd seen my performances the last couple of weeks on Amateur Saturday Morning stuff, you might be changing your mind. But listen, um, I thought at the time it was naughty, right? And having watched it back. I think there's a definite intent where he places his foot. I'm with Johnny in, in terms of it's a really difficult one. I'm not sure it's a stamp. Does he deliberately stand on him? Does he deliberately place his foot where he does? That's a different argument. And I think if you watch it, it goes back to what I said, there's a deviation in where he's landing his foot and he moves it. Whether he's moving it intentionally, I think there's an argument there he is. But... The reason VAR, VAR would have checked it, VAR checks everything. So just because they don't, the mm. only time you see it come up on the screen is when they're talking to the match official. So in essence, VAR looks at the game just like the referee does in slow time after. And if they decide then that they need to re-watch and recheck things, that's when you'll get a VAR announcement. So technically when you say that VAR doesn't check things, it's not quite right. VAR probably looked at that and interpreted it as being that they couldn't intervene because it wasn't a red. So it's probably, do you know what, in, in fairness and looking at it and everything else, it's probably somewhere between a yellow and a red. Sometimes they're given, right? Other angles you might look at it, sometimes they're given um, and sometimes they're not. So I, I think that's the fairest way to mm -hmm. kind of describe it. I don't think it's clear-cut red. I don't think it's definitely a red. I think on some days, the interpretation of it, you could have looked at it. I do think that the best way to describe it is being naughty. I think he, he knows exactly what he's doing. 
Um, and I think that there's a, a naughtiness about it. I would need, I'm like Johnny. I've not seen it entirely properly yet. I've seen it live, and then I've, I've um, I went on night shift straight after the game, so I've not managed to see the highlights of it yet. Um, and and that's that's kind of where I am with it. But people saying that it was a really bad, really naughty challenge and, and really really difficult one, I can agree with as well. So for me, it's somewhere in between yellow and red. Derek, I think that's the best way to describe it. And that's probably why VAR didn't go for a full check and didn't decide to ask the referee to look again. Yeah. Uh, on the performance, uh, Michael Beale said in his post-match press conference that he has to have a chat with the players in the week. Um, interesting point raised here by, by Neil McBain. Uh, Johnny says, I need to up our performance in the coming game, struggling to beat a first division team. Is it a concern for you? That's Ross County, and, and now this game. I think you called the first half lousy um, uh, on, on, on at the weekend, um, struggling uh, ever since the win at Tynecastle. I don't think Rangers have been anywhere near that standard in recent games. Is it an issue playing at home, Johnny? Do you think that, that, that Rangers are struggling to, to deal with these teams that just park the bus pretty much? It's a weird thing, right? Because under Giovanni van Bronckhorst, I'd watch these games and teams would take the lead or teams would cause problems and you were never fully confident Rangers would bounce back. Yet under Michael Beal, I'm always completely confident that he'll find a solution. So while the performances have been pretty average at times um, and there's, there's been spells in games under Michael Beal where they've been really good and I think the Hearts game's utterly fantastic. You saw the levels that they can get to. There's a sort of Walter Smith style thing going on where you're just completely comfortable that the manager knows knows what he's doing and he'll get there in the end. I, I don't think anyone was kind of worried about that game. I didn't sense that in the stadium. There was there was serious concern in there about that about that game. Um, yeah, on Sunday. I mean, at half time, we were all saying what a bad performance it was, but you knew that once he injected some pace and he would see the problem. Um, the the game would be turned around, and and, and so it proved. I think Beal will look at these games and want to be offering more entertainment value, more attacking quality, more cohesion in the final third. But I do think it will come. I do think Rangers have got a good one. I was speaking to a coach last night who was saying, "This guy's the real deal." I see so much in what Rangers are doing that when it comes together. It will be fantastic. You just get a sense that Michael Beale has fit into the element of Rangers statesman unbelievably well, which is hardest part of being a Rangers manager. The football side he's got, but the the Rangers statesman side. I mean, this is a guy that's had six months as a manager prior to arriving at the club. I think he's done an unbelievable job. Uh, he's shown what a really, really, really talented football manager he is, and 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 the levels that he can go to are, are very, very high indeed. It's early days, probably getting ahead of myself to some extent, but we're talking 13 games, 12 wins, one draw. So I find it really, really difficult to be too critical of what Michael Beale has done because the the difference to me is night and day in terms of the level of confidence I feel watching these games. Uh, people can tell me if they feel different, but... I, I, there was a tension in there around Ibrox when a Giovanni Van Bronckhorst side went 1-0 down. That just isn't there under Michael Beale because people know that he has 
it in his locker to find solutions. So I think they'll I think they'll get there. I think they'll use Hearts as the North Star, that kind of performance. And it'll be about finding the cohesion and and the team playing together week in, week out. And also Michael Beale making adjustments in the, the transfer market to the kind of players that are that are in the squad and players coming back from injury. I I, I think Rangers are are in the ascendancy at the moment and, and I don't think that that's going to stop anytime soon. I think we all hope that that's the case, but I, I genuinely believe it. Uh, yeah, lots of comments uh, agreeing with, with you, Johnny. I wanted to touch on, on a few more uh, with you, Stevie, with regards to uh, that first half performance in particular. Uh, Stuart Lang says the only thing we all got wrong on Sunday was a starting yeah. lineup. Uh, that's echoed by uh, Stephen Smith. He says, bad decision by Beale to make so many changes nearly cost us. And this is an interesting one uh, from Denzel. Uh, it says, uh, isn't the first half a warning what things will be like without Kent? Of course, he came on at halftime. I see you both nodding. Stevie, is that a fair point? First of all, tackle that. And, and yeah, we talked about this, Derek. He said um, before Ross County that Rangers now have the numbers and they now have the players to play without Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. On, in theory, absolutely correct. In reality, it's not. I'm a massive Ryan Kent fan. I think everybody knows that. Rangers can't survive at this moment in time without Ryan Kent. And if he does go, they need to majorly replace him. There isn't a like for like there uh, in that squad. Go back a wee bit about why this is happening. Whether we like it or not, and we've spoke a long time about this, this Rangers team coasts, right? The attitude is some... I'm not going to say the attitude's wrong, but the attitude can be relaxed at times. And it, and it causes us issues in games. And we do coast. We 100% coast. And um, that causes us real issues. Not to single out players, not to criticise players. I don't want to do that. But you look at Glenn Kamara at Tynecastle and look at Glenn Kamara in the first half on Sunday. They're not comparable on how they perform and how they play. And the reason is, and it goes back to what I'm saying, sometimes they coast. Now, most teams coast at 2-3-0 up. We turn up on Sunday and coast at 0-0 in the first half. I'm not going to sit here and say that Michael Beale's selection was wrong on Sunday because when I looked at it at the start, I was quite interested to see Cantwell on the left and Hadji back in about it and stuff like that. In reality, it didn't work. So I can't sit and be two-faced about it. The one thing I did say, which was problematic, is there was no pace, and I think that causes real issues. I think when you look at Antonio Cholak, when you look at um, Tillman and things, they need people around them that make runners, that, that can provide space and, and intelligent passes and things. We didn't really get that. Todd Cantwell got it a lot and he was looking and there was nobody running off or beyond him. When Roof and Kent came on, the difference in their running, um, Kamar Roof's movement is, is absolutely fantastic. Arguably the best in a number nine position we have. Um, and he immediately started causing issues. Ryan Kent just occupies, he injects pace, he injects a wee bit of tempo. And even, look, even if Ryan Kent's not on it, um, finishing-wise and stuff, and we've said that quite a lot, we know that that's a major flaw in his game, he occupies and, and, and does stuff with defenders that causes real issues. So is it a wee insight into life without him? Unfortunately, it is. I'm confident that Ryan Kent will be a Rangers player in the future. So I'm hopeful that we'll not have to tackle that, Derek. But mm. um, I just think that Michael Beale 
I can't criticise it because I didn't at the time, but I think in hindsight, he's maybe looking at it now. I asked him afterwards, how does he, he sat in front of a few times in the pressers and said, that's not a Rangers performance, that's not up to scratch. You saw it yourself, Derek, at the St. Johnson game, where he said similar, I'm not happy with where we are, I'm not happy with the performance. Um, that's a few times now he sat in front of us and said that. So I asked him that question and he said, I've got to take responsibility. A lot of it's on me. Am I messing about with it too much? Am I, am I making too many changes? I think, and this may be controversial or not, I'm not sure. I think that Michael Beal on this run maybe thinks that the results are a bit more easier to come by. So he might have possibly been lulled into that where he can chop and change a wee bit to try and get it. He wants to get footballers on the pitch. I think that's quite clear. But I think what he's maybe learned and what I hope he's learned is that we need a core of that squad to play no matter what. There's some players in that team that can't come out no matter what. Ryan Kent should always start and then come off, right? If that's the way he wants to do it. So if he wants Yanisaji to get 45 or 60 minutes, he has to come off in the bench. He can't play instead of Ryan Kent. And this is only my opinion, um, but I think that that's possibly what's happening with, with Michael Beale and, and why things haven't quite clicked the way it should in, in certain games. I think maybe he talked about the team being fussy last week and then he said that they were lousy in the first half. So that's quite it's quite expressive from him, but he doesn't hide from it. So I kind of agree with him on where he is. It's not a criticism of him. It, it didn't work out. So ultimately he'll sit and say, you know, that's on him. And he did say that. But from our point of view, I think that he's probably learning quite a lot from these games, Derek, in terms of what he can and can't do. And I think maybe that's where we are. To go back to why this happens, I still think, and it goes back to that word I use again, that we coast in places where we shouldn't. To get out of that, and this is, by the way, this isn't suddenly a Michael Beale issue. This happened to Steven Gerrard. It happened to Gio, and it's now happening to Michael Beale. I don't think it's necessarily a manager thing. I think it's a squad issue, and that's what we have. We maybe have too many players that are relaxed in positions that they shouldn't be. How do we fix that? goes back to things we've already said about possibly this squad needs wholesale changes to it to change the mentality. Now, in the summer, there's a possibility to do that with so many going out of contract and things like that. So it might happen in an evolution kind of thing naturally, but that's the issue for me that they have to fix. Yeah, uh, it's a point that Al McInnes agrees with you, Stevie. says, a great point, Stevie. We do coast. Don't think our team can play Cantwell, Kamara and Hadji in the same team. They were playing on top of each other. Um, before we get to the Scottish Cup draw, uh, John, there's an interesting point coming in here from uh, Gil Roy. Uh, he says, I'm a subscriber, but can never find the entry form. Just regards to that uh, giveaway, the Old Firm Cup final. I've tried many times through the website. Uh, so having a bit of difficulty uh, with regards to that. Uh, how can we help him out? Um, well, first of all, you, you won't get it through the website. Um, you get it via email. So whatever email, Gil, you use to sign up, um, it will come through that. It, sh it should have come last week. So if you've not got it in your uh, inbox, it should be in your junk mail. Uh, if you've not got that, um, basically give me an email. Um, you can get or, or, or send us a message on Facebook or, or, or Twitter. 
um, and I will uh, I will endeavour to sort you out. But you you definitely should have got uh, an email through junk mail um, or through your inbox by now. Yeah, okay, okay. you won't find it on the website. Yeah, glad we cleared that up. And uh, right, just let's get to the, the Scottish Cup draw. Rangers uh, drawing at home to Wraith Rovers. So a favourable draw, you have to say. Connor Fleming gets in touch. He says, good morning, lads. Delighted to see us draw my former team in the Cup. Look forward to seeing a former teammate at Ibrooks again. Fantastic stuff. Um, Stevie, uh, Wraith Rovers at home. Couldn't ask for any better than that. No disrespect to Wraith Rovers. A lower league side had a cracking result against uh, Motherwell to reach a stage which... Uh, resulted in Stevie Hamill losing his job, but uh, uh, Rangers can't afford to take them lightly like they did sort of with Partick Thistle, I guess. That was a, the warning signs are there. However, home draw against anyone, particularly low, lower-level opposition, you'll take that any day of the week. Was it, Johnny, I just want to check, was it definitely Wraith Rovers at home? I'm just checking. <laughs> Stevie, I'm still not sure. To, to explain why Stevie's rubbing me, right? <laughs> Every Monday, I have to deal with my one-year-old. And to say that I'm getting frazzled by around <laughs> five o'clock is to exaggerate intensely. And I thought, right, I need to tweet about whatever uh, whatever this, this draw is. So I'll put, a, I'll put notifications on my phone from the BBC, because I obviously can't watch the draw. And I'll stick it up the minute it, it goes up, so, so people who follow me are aware of what the draw is. And of course, it flashes up. And Stevie's seen it, so he knows I'm not lying. It flashes up on the BBC Sport. Scottish Cup draw, Rangers versus Hips. Now, <laughs> that is what happened. So I just immediately think, oh, that's a home draw against Hips. Uh, my two teams tweet it out. Um, and then, of course, Stevie immediately, thankfully, tweets me, uh, texts me and says, um, you do know that's the women's uh, Scottish Cup draw. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I did receive quite a bit of um, quite a bit of a slagging on that one, but I'm blaming my my one year old daughter. So yes, it was it was a, it was a slightly brutal uh, it was a slightly brutal one, but I'm blaming that. I mean, uh, do I have an excuse? Hibs are out after all. <laughs> but there we go. These things happen. These things happen. Serenity now. Exactly. Exactly. It was a, a, a slight faux pas. Uh, Stevie Wraith at home. What, what, what's, your, what's your feeling towards that? It's, do you know what? Joshua goes on holiday and the whole thing falls down. That's what I'm going to say. People can't get their forms. Um, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, um, we all know that Johnny's got a soft spot for Hibs. But when Frank Soze left, obviously, so did his feelings. So um, moving swiftly on. Wraith Rovers for people who don't know, there is a long-running joke that, that I'm a Yes, I, just, just a joke. So before everybody gets overexcited, it's um, it's um, just a, an in-house joke with, with mm. Johnny. Um, Wraith Rovers at home, good draw for us. A home draw straight away, you always want. Um, the draw probably went exactly how we would want it um, in terms of, of that. Lower league opposition. It's going to be interesting, Derek, to see how how difficult we can make it for ourselves because that's what we we tend to do. So let's hope that we've got Hibs. I think midweek before it, so you would think that that game they would maybe you know say to them empty your tank against Hibs and then we can take um, Wraith Rovers in, in isolation. It looks like it's probably going to be a Sunday. Yeah. I think we'll be looking at the four o'clock slot again with excuse me the way that. I think the rugby in Edinburgh is Sunday that day. So Hearts 
um, at home to Celtic would most likely be the Saturday slot. I think that's maybe how it's going to work out. So it might give us the extra days to recover. We've just spoken about Michael Beale making, you know, perhaps too many changes. So that may be fresh in his mind. But look, it's quarterfinal. We're at home. It's against a, a team in, in the lower leagues and they're going to come. They'll make it an absolute cup final. And I think, look, something I didn't mention going back to, to Sunday's performance, I don't think that the players, for whatever reason, and it's maybe something that should never happen, but they didn't match Partick Thistle's enthusiasm. They treated it like a cup final. We yeah. treated it like a training game that we are going to win. They better believe that Wraith Rovers will come to Ibrox as a cup final and give it their absolute all as well, thinking we beat Motherwell, you know, who are Premier League team, we can go and give this 100%. And it should be a warning to all the players and, and how they set up and how they go about it that um, they really need to make sure and ensure that, that they, those mistakes doesn't happen. So match their enthusiasm, Derek, and, and the quality should should certainly should certainly tell. And that's no disrespect to, to Rafe Rovers. They're, they're a very good outfit and they'll come and have a right good go. But um, Rangers should, should, in theory, be taking care of them. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. A uh, few people take an issue with you uh, blaming your young daughter, Johnny. Uh, Stuart Lang says that's a poor excuse. She can't defend herself. <laughs> and uh, Andy says, shame on you uh, blaming your daughter. Ian says, uh, just looking forward to when Johnny turns up at a press conference with his little one under his arm. I, I think that's uh, not too far away, I think. <laughs> Should we put a, a decent question towards uh, Michael Beale uh, as well? Who knows? Um, but yeah, listen, Wraith Rovers at home, I think we would all have taken that before the draw. Um, was made, and the, the main thing was on on, on the weekend was uh, progression, I guess. But let's hope we can get a better performance uh, moving forward. Right, folks, I think that'll do. There, big thanks to uh, Johnny and to Stevie. Um, just a reminder of that giveaway we've got on the website: uh, two tickets for the League Cup final. Uh, uh, later on this month at Hamden, all you have to do, if you haven't signed up to be in with a chance, uh, it's £1 for three months worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And if you're already a subscriber, you should have an email with an entry form about how you can uh, enter that competition. So do go check that or your spam folder if you haven't already got it. Um, okay, we'll be back again tomorrow, but until then, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.